Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, so many of you have spoken to me and told me that you have an interest in making more money or getting more freedom. And that's why I decided to put together a coaching program where I'm going to work one-on-one with you to help you build your own side hustle. During the 90-day period, I'm going to help you figure out what your side hustle should be about. Or if you already have an idea, I'm going to help you get clear on it and create a strategy around building it, creating a brand, and getting your first client. So if that sounds interesting to you, if you want more income, if you want to have more freedom in your career, head over to gregclunas.com slash coach. That's G-R-E-G-G-C-L-U-N-I-S dot com slash coach. There are only five spots So make sure you head over to gregclunas.com slash coach right now and fill out a short application so that we can jump on the phone and see if we're a good fit. I'll see you there. In this episode, I sit down with Grant Finley Shearis to talk about why business is all about a series of sprints and not the long game. Get excited because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about a series of sprints. What I mean by that is uh, I have a guest here with me today. He is the founder of Parkbench, a company that I kid you not, he came up with the idea in a pretty unconventional way. So you're going to have to make sure you listen through the interview to hear how. This was a super fun conversation. Grant brings so much energy and so much value. So I hope you're excited for this one. And without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Grant Finley Shares. So Grant, thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm really, really pumped for this conversation. Um, now, I always try to start these interviews with what seems to be the most important question. And uh, I... 
my listeners and I, you know, we love entrepreneurship. We we're trying to build our own things. And a very common message nowadays is that building a business is about playing the marathon. And that seems to make sense on the surface, but you have a, a different view on it. Like in your mind, it's about the sprint. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Totally. So my philosophy, and maybe it's because I'm a big guy and you know I can't run for too long, but this idea that life <laughs> and business is a marathon, I think, is one of the worst pieces of advice people are getting out there in yeah. terms of what it does to how you think, how you then behave, how you move, how you act on a day-to-day to actually build the thing. Um, now I now I don't think business and life is a sprint, singular, but I don't think it's a marathon. It is a series of sprints. Okay. And so I, as uh, pre, before I got into business or my other past business, I have a marketing kind of SaaS company. Now I had a health company, I had a fitness mobile fitness franchise beforehand. You know, I studied health, and so physiologically, okay, we wake up. Go do a whole bunch of stuff and then go to bed. And then we rest and then we do it again. That is not a marathon. You don't, marathoners do not run and then stop and then run and then stop. Oh. They just try to constantly move. And in life, we're not constantly moving. Wait, hold we on. Are Can I just ri- say this is like, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is the best explanation of like i've never thought about it that way you're you're completely right like on a day-to-day basis you're not marathoning through the week no you're sprinting you're and and the successful people okay and there's there's so much more physiologically to this so nowadays if you talk to any marathoner and this is the other interesting thing you talk to any marathoner out there the number one form of training to be better at running a marathon, to be better at this long race that takes a long time. The people who win marathons, you know what training they do? They sprint. That is the number one form of training is strength training and sprinting to be effective at doing something for a very long period of time, better than everybody else. Because what happens is when you sprint – you're increasing your as physiologically you're increasing your lactic acid threshold so that when you slow down your race pace that you can last for a very long period of time is faster so if i try to run 10 miles an hour with no training i may build up acid and then die off but if i try again and again and again and again i'll be able to do it and if i keep doing the sprinting i'll actually be able to go to 11 and then 12 and then 13 so your ability to move faster improves as you do more sprinting then what also happens is the required rest time that you need to be able to do a sprint again gets shrunken over and over and over again. So the more you sprint, the faster you get, and the more you sprint, the amount of rest you need between sprints shrinks. And this is one of the reasons why people do this physiologically to be better at doing a marathon, but now relating it back to business, there's a reason why you look at some of the people that I follow, like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, and Tony Robbins. Like, dude, Tony Robbins is 59 years old. I just saw him live for a day with Destiny. The guy is a beast, 
the 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 the, the he goes for yeah. sixteen hours, and it's like an amazing <laughs> like un, I'm like people are maybe listening to me right now like I'm really high energy like I love energy I move quickly like I'm a sprinter like you know I love strength and all this stuff this guy just crushes me and I, I'm like dude you're like almost sixty. And this guy is going so hard, but the reason why he's able to do this is because he's been trying to do it over and over and over again. So he's built up his ability to go at such high paces, such speed, such intensity, and he's able to do it for much longer and then go to sleep for six hours and then do it all over again because he's continually done this for so many years and so all the people who are successful in their 20s the reason why you know Gary V who's a big proponent of this marathon thing what he also says is dude I'm 45 and I'm just getting started and the reason why he's saying that is because his ability to sprint and do it again is increasing and that's what he's feeling inside that his ability to go faster is improving over time. And and then you plug in experience from all these business ventures and all these things he's done. And now he's just like, I'm going to just trump and squash all you kids in your 20s and 30s who have not had the experience and time to sprint as much as me. And so this is why people do get more successful year after year after year if they're sprinting. And this is why I hate that mentality of life and business a marathon because that puts people in a state of, okay, I just need to be patient. I need just to be calm. I need to be moving. Just just keep going. You know, I did a nice comfortable pace so I don't burn out. No, no, no. That's bullshit. You need to sprint to the next sales call. You need to sprint to get this email done. You need to sprint to the next meeting. You need to sprint and then what happens is your ability to get tasks done, you get faster at getting tasks done, then you're able to change your attention to the next task without any rest and apply the same amount of intensity to that task and do that a hundred times in a day, go to bed for six to eight hours, wake up and do it all over again. And then you just get better and better and better at it. And so for me, I always tell my team, I'm like, guys, this is not a marathon. This is a series of sprint. You're going to sprint every day, all day, every day, all day. And you're going to just do it in everything you do, not just in the work. But when you go home, you should be sprinting to please your partner. You should be sprinting and, and being intense in all the activities you do if you play sports or work out or whatever. Heck, if you want to just go and play some online games, dude, you got to give it your all. You got to get go all in with that activity. Um, like why wouldn't like why not? So so interesting. By saying life and business is a series of sprints, it changes the way you think about how to do everything, about how to think about how to do everything. The, right. Your behaviors change, your actions change, and then when you think about this long journey, where you have to do all these sprints to in order to build this business and build your empire and build your brand and have a great life and have a family and all that stuff. Um, it helps you get there faster. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Because that's what it's all about. Like all, all of us, all anyone who is trying to help people out there achieve their goals, we just want to help everyone achieve their goals as fast right. as possible. Like we all feel that. All the guys who say life is a marathon, they're coming from a place of I just want to help people as fast as possible. And I think it's just a bad piece mm-hmm. of advice. I think if you really want to help people get to where they want to go faster, then you got to impose upon them that, listen, it is a series of sprints. You should be sprinting all day, every day, and you will get tired at first because it might be new to you. 
And then you just need to rest, but then you just need to do it again. And what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself getting better over time and being able to do more every day and, and not need as much rest and not get burnt out so much. That makes a lot of sense. And there's there's so many directions I want to take that. But first, I want to hear two questions. So first, your current company is called Parkbench. I want to hear a little bit about that. But then I'd love to hear some of in the, the early stages of Parkbench, like some of the, the sprints that you had to take in order to build it and how you sort of applied this methodology to that. Cool. So Parkbench is a marketing company. Uh, we got a cool technology, but the idea is we're using technology to help people be more human and go build relationships again, because that's what will help you build your brand, build your business. And right now, our core demographic that we're working with is real estate professionals. You know, so for the real estate professional who's relationship and referral based, and they're friendly and they're community minded, and they're like, hey, I want to be. You know, Mr. Liberty Village is like the name of my neighborhood. So that's I want to be the, the go-to realtor in this neighborhood or this town. Then I've got a cool technology and a system with scripts and actions that I give to someone um, and help them go do that. Help them build their brand, build their business. And like the way this whole thing started was it wasn't a business. And so that like the, how people understand what we do because – there actually isn't a company that does what we do because um, I made it up. Um, <laughs> so I, we, I, I myself and my fitness company, my fiance and my wife, um, she was a realtor. And we were in this neighborhood in Toronto. And we're just like, okay, we want to get more business. So what do we do? We just start brainstorming. And I was like, okay, well, at the fundamentals of it all, I just want to add value to the homeowners and the business owners. If I can just give value to those people and just have a reason to go talk to them and give them value, I believe in the law of reciprocity. I believe humans are good people and they will reciprocate in kind. They'll either promote my brand, refer me business, or become clients down the road. I just need a mechanism to go do that. And so the concept is we built a website for our community that automatically aggregated local News events, deals, business information, school information, real estate information from around the web. So kind of we built, and this is like our unique IP is it's kind of like Google for neighborhoods. Like we find content on the internet, grab it, organize it, categorize it, analyze it, figure out what neighborhood that thing is talking about or what, what venue that event is at put it on the right neighborhood website. And then every single day, it's just updating with new content. So we've become the new neighborhood news source. And that's an item of value. I can go to homeowners and say, hey, this website's got more information about the community than any other site. So you can know what's going on. And people will go, it's free. And they go, well, this is cool. Uh, Who are you? My name is Grant. You know, what do you do? Well, I'm a fitness professional. Why are you doing this? Well, I just I, I live here, I work here, I want to build my brand, my business here, and I just know that if I can just meet people and give them value, hey, it'll come back to me. The cool thing about my, my marketing thing I created was that's the authentic truth. Like That is what I'm doing. I'm doing this for the community so I can now earn people's trust and make them want to help me out too. And you can just tell that to someone. The person just goes, well, okay then. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you help me out and give me something cool, I, I might want to help you out too. And then the other piece of the puzzle was business owners – um, we use Yelp and Yellow Pages and TripAdvisor and Eventbrite and Facebook and all these things to try and promote our products and services and our events and deals and sales and specials. Um, we usually have to pay for them. And so I got my friends. I was like, and this is why tech people, they look at me 
um, and they thought I was crazy because they're like, this is not a tech company. I'm like, no, this is just my marketing idea. <laughs> I built all the functionality of, like you go to a tech person and say, I'm going to combine Yelp, uh, Groupon, Facebook, Eventbrite. Uh, I'm going to put them all into one. They'd be like, that's retarded. <laughs> Some people don't like that, but it's, you know, because they're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you just have a one trick pony, like, have one thing that you do. And I'm like, no, no, I have one thing I do. I have one thing for the neighborhood. And it's an all encompassing resource that now business owners can log on. And because I paid for the website to be built, the business owners now have a free place to advertise their products, their services, their events, their deals, their sales, their specials, their coupons, you name mm-hmm. it. Like all the functionality that all these apps and platforms have that businesses are paying for, I put on my website because I was like, if I can make you money, what are you going to do for me? Like I don't even have to ask. Mm-hmm. I just, again, have such faith in people that if I just help you make money, then you might want to help me make money. Right. And again, I can go tell the business owner, Hey, how you doing? I got this great platform. I just want to give it to you and, and I want you to make more money. And they're like, why? Well, because I live and work here too and maybe you'll float some business my way. And they're like, well, I guess so too. Like I'm not pushing right, it on right. you. You don't have to. I just know that you pretty much will. And this is you know, where I do agree with Gary Vaynerchuk and the give, 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 like jab, 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 right hook is just make people feel so guilty that they have to, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just like, you've given so much value to me. Um, and so I, I, I built this. So actually, yeah. I want to uh, call out something that just a really good like business tip that was sort of nestled in there. Uh, for those of you listening who are trying to build something, one of the things that uh, you hear all the time is about niches, right? So targeting a specific thing and serving one specific like area and i think your strategy is so incredible because it's it's fits perfectly within this but it's the approach that is never thought of when you think of niches you think oh well we're gonna do one feature and do that really well you did all the features but you did it for one group of people like that's that's also a niche and i want to make sure I, i point that out to anybody who has an idea for something but you think oh well there's too many features well it can have a lot of features as long as all those features serve like a specific group that that you're trying to to work with right correct no uh, that's exactly you said it in much more concise ways than me so <laughs> that's totally true like <laughs> that's what uh, people said to me they're like that's too many and i was like listen it's neighborhood that's it like when i'm trying to serve the neighborhood mm-hmm. it just happens to have all these things in it so i have one thing i'm trying to do which is serve the neighborhood and that, that's why all these pieces to me make sense. And so I built this for myself, worked for me. And then the whole reason why Parkbench started was because realtors came to me and said, I want one of these websites. Who built it for you? And I was mm-hmm. like, really? I, d- I didn't expect it. And then I went around Toronto with a PDF saying, do you want what I got? And they were like, <laughs> well, will you only work with me? And I said, well, I can only work with one person per neighbor. There can only be one of these websites for the neighborhood. And they were like, done. Right. Here, here's money. And I was like, wow, that was easy. Um, and so that's our, our business model is we work with one realtor per neighborhood and I highly recommend this is a huge thing. So we've bootstrapped our company, um, with no investors, you know, five years later, 5 million bucks, um, annual run rate, like, uh, no investors. And the, there are some key fundamentals as to how we did it. And I'm always a big advocate of this exclusivity, you know, where investors mm-hmm. are like, you've, you've, you've capped yourself. You know, like you can only sell to one realtor per neighborhood. That's only, you know, tens of thousands of neighbor uh, realtors instead of all two million of them. And I said, yeah, so 
yeah, but then you can't be a billion dollar company. I'm like, well, maybe not this revenue stream. I'm like, but these guys, because I give them the exclusivity, my sales cycle is so fast. They value it. The value is now there for them opposed to all the other things that they could spend their time and money on to build their brand and business. And so they say, if you can give me something that my competition will never get, and it is aligned with my personality and my strategy and my goals, then yes, here's some money. Let's get to work um, and work together. So exclusivity, yes, it caps you out, but the velocity at which you can make sales because of the extra value that you're giving and now the premium mm-hmm. that you can now charge um, – I think as an entrepreneur is totally worth it. That makes a lot of sense. Like that, that makes a ton of sense to me. Not to mention, like you said, there is, is going to be a premium attached to it. So maybe this one stream doesn't become a multi-billion dollar exit, but you capture a market. And then when you launch a second stream that maybe isn't as exclusive, you already have a market to serve. Mm-hmm. That that's that's brilliant. Yep. So tell me a little bit about um sort of early stages of this. What how did this sprint concept play a role? Because it's something that you built fairly quickly, and and it kind of seems like and I, and I, this may or may not have been the story, but it kind of seems like the the person chilling on their couch with an idea, and then in a week they they've built it out and are are like going for it, right? Like it seems like this thing that you just had this thing you wanted to do immediately executed and then it started growing from there is that how it went down yeah it was it it literally it was may 2-4 weekend which i don't know if you guys have that in the states but in canada it's a big party 2-4 yeah may 24 weekend it's it's like i think it's a holiday in canada everyone just gets wasted and um (laughs) so so we were hung over on our couch and we were just coming up with ideas. That's literally what was happening. We were hung over <laughs> on our couch. And then we came with this idea. And then the wheels started turning. And we're like, oh, my God, let's go do this. And then we just ran ran, ran to our friends who are developers. We're like, let's do this. Can we help? Here are all the pages. Like, let's go build this. And thank God we had no idea about technology and how much it cost. Because right. our developers were like, yeah, like it seems like a simple site. Like, I don't know, $3,000. We're like, wow, that's expensive. And it's, <laughs> now, now it's like it's so funny how much oh money goodness. it costs to run a company. Like it's just stupid the amount of money that it, that is now taken after all these years. So, but luckily we had no idea, so we just kind of got started and we just went with it and we just figured things out as we go. Because if you like, as entrepreneurs, like one of my favorite pieces of advice I ever got was fear and action cannot live in the same room. Oh, that's good. So if you don't take action, fear starts creeping in. But if you start taking action, the fear starts going away. Yeah. Because only one person can be in your room, which is the mind. So, so that, that actually resonates so well with the entire point of this show. You know, it's called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, because the point of a tiny leap, so it's almost like a sprint, right? It's what is the first thing? What is the immediate next thing you can do to start? And once you start, it's much easier because of momentum to keep going, yeah. right? So the sprint, like what's what's caused me to always sprint in life, like and this goes before park bench, is fear. The faster I go the greater I feel, the more confident I am, the less doubts I have, the less worries I have, the less fears I have. If I'm moving, 
And it doesn't necessarily mean doing because thinking strategically and reflecting um, is 100% a necessary thing to do. But you can still sprint through strategy and you can still sprint through reflection. Right. So that's that's where it started. And then like literally when Parkbench was growing, I was running around the neighborhood to get businesses to use the website before it was even a business. And I just got 75% of the entire neighborhoods, small businesses on board in two weeks. I had 10% wow. of the population on my website within uh, three months. And this is what, like just going door this to door? I would literally stand because luckily I was in fitness and so I had clients in the morning and clients in the evening. Mm -hmm. And so lunchtime, I was free. And so I would stand outside on the streets and when lunchtime happened and all the workers would come out of the offices, I'd be running around talking to people, either giving them information, trying to get them to use the site on an iPad, doing research, like, like ask them questions, all sorts of stuff. And, and mm. then just, just forcing this <laughs> to, to, to work <laughs> because we had spent so much money on it and time building this platform that it was just a non-negotiable, like this had to work. And, and speed creates a story. Um, and so the fact that it blew up quickly, people started thinking that it was much better than it was. Um, yeah. If people had looked at the design of the site now, they'd laugh. It was so clipparty and ugly, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. People yeah. liked it. The businesses liked it, all that stuff. And then um, we literally the, – the, the, another literal – I say sprint. Um, I, Amanda and I joked that we were homeless for two years, not because – you know, we were living on the streets, we were living in hotels. So like once we re realized that we had to sell one realtor per neighborhood and we were giving up our other business to go do this business because there was a bigger opportunity, we said, okay, well, let's pack up our bags and let's start traveling across the country. And so mm -hmm. we were just running from brokerage to brokerage to brokerage, like talking to people, going to meetings, like just trying to get as much done as possible every single day. Um, and, and so that is an, uh, again, like another literal sprint that we were doing. And so I, it just always started like this, I, I, yeah, that this mentality, like if you're a bootstrap company as well, um, we still to this day. And so it's amazing. I, I wonder if this will ever go away. Um, and I think I'm just no, no, numb or normal to this all as a bootstrap company, like you make money and then you try to reinvest it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to grow fast, you got to reinvest as much as possible. Right. So I've been redlining this company for five years. Mm. Like, yeah. like our runway, quote unquote, has been days to weeks, maybe max three months. So how do you, um, and, and I think this is, this is probably the question everyone has. Does that create any anxiety for you? Or are you just like you enjoy working in that kind of environment? A hundred percent. It creates anxiety. So then how do you navigate that? Sprint. <laughs> so Got it. Fear, like and, fear and action fear can't exist man. together, right? Yeah. Anxiety is a perception. Right. You think you might not make it. That's why you have anxiety, for example. You think you might not make payroll. You think you might not make enough money to make more than you spend or plan to spend. Mm. And that um, – but once you get moving, like 
we just always sell. We always like spend a little bit less than we make and we just constantly are making adjustments. You know, we, um, as a company, you know, we don't have year long plans. We have month long plans, you know, Mm -hmm. are we change really fast daily, uh, right away. As soon as we're getting feedback and, and it could have hurt us, maybe we should have, you know, persisted with some things, but our gut and some data said we got to change and we would just change and then move really quick to make to see if that thing worked. Um, so, so yeah, it, it had a lot of anxiety at the beginning because it was new. You know, this feeling of this, this, these pressure was a new pressure in life. Like I'd never right. had a company and employees and all this stuff. But after you do it a bunch of times, now your confidence level that it, you're going to figure things out is just there. So yeah, that makes so sense. It just goes away. Like, I, so, so the anxiety goes away, the, the ability to, you know, move faster and figure things out, you know, improves. So how do how does the person listening to this? Because it it, so, it kind of sounds like, and and I mean this in the best way possible. Like you don't come across as this like elitist above everyone else. I'm I've been amazing my entire life type of person. So how does a normal person take this sprint concept, apply it to the different areas of their life, and and start to to make progress? How how do they get over the fear and anxiety when like yes we know fear and anxiety can't exist with action but if the fear is already there how do they get rid of that to start taking action how do we start to to do more and sprint and and like get some of this energy that you seem to have plan. Plan, plan, plan. Um, to me, every time a fear comes in that I don't think it's going to work out or that I fear something um, that something may not happen, you know, or I doubt or I worry, it's because I'm not clear about an action plan that will get me there. So I need to quickly write it down, go, okay, yeah, that can work, and then just go for it. And then as soon as I get feedback that that plan no longer works anymore, I have to create a new plan that I now think will work, and then I go for it. And so that's the first thing I always do as soon as the fear, doubt, and worry comes in is plan the action that I'm going to take mm-hmm. and then just go for it and and be okay with the fact that literally later that day I may change the plan or later that week or later that month. It's just the fact that I, I, I believe I'm now smart enough. And that was something that, again, like I used to go to like learning centers, like I couldn't read and comprehend, like I, I, my, I was in the bottom 10 percentile for PSATs. So I, my, they were like, don't even bother taking a SAT, you know? Uh, so, so I'm not a book smart guy, but luckily I, for whatever reason, just have this belief that I can figure things out along the way. And if I just keep moving, it'll all work out. And so for people who are wanting to start something new, Know that you're going to be wrong with your plan, but that's okay. Everybody who is successful has been wrong a gajillion times with what they think is the right thing to do to get to where they want to go. The key is that they they came up with something with at that moment in time, they're like, I think this can work. And then they just start. Mm-hmm. And they just sprint and go after it. And then they get data that, oh, no, exactly. that kind of doesn't work. And they do it again. Once I... The, once I started seeing that, wow, I was wrong and I'm still improving and I'm still getting a business off the ground and things are still going up. And the fact that I messed up there, 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 I'm like, geez. You, and, then, and then this mentor told me, he said, Grant, 
if you are a baseball player, because I because there's a part of me that was a little bit of like a perfectionist, and a little bit afraid to like do stuff at the beginning, because mm. um, as a scientist, like you know, even when you study like kinesiology in the human body, like everything's got to be very exact um, and very scientific. And he was like, Grant, you know, um, do you know do you know baseball? And I'm not that big of a baseball fan, but I'm like, yeah, I kind of know it. He's like, do you know the best batter ever? Do you know what he batted? And he was like, four hundred. And if you bat 300, you're making millions in baseball, which means seven out of 10 times you fail, you strike out. Only three out of 10 times do you succeed and you are making millions upon millions and big bucks. And that's the same thing, not only in every other sport, you know, Michael Jordan's notorious for missing so many shots amongst all the ones that he made mm-hmm. and a business is the same thing like and once you start seeing that you're allowed to be wrong you're allowed to fail and that and you can still be successful amongst all these mistakes and failures it allows you to to not be so worried about being wrong which then gets you moving faster um and just doing something right. and so that's my biggest thing for anyone like when a park bench i did this on the side at the beginning I had my fitness business and I was just dabbling with this park bench thing. And yeah, we messed up a bunch, but the more we did it, the more we learned, the more we were right, the more we kept moving forward. And then at some point I was able to switch and stop my one business and go full time with it. We've gone to zero two times, almost three, Mm -hmm. like from having lots of money to having nothing, having to let everybody go. And we still figured it out. Like we're still alive, we're still growing. We still had, we've still grown a hundred to two hundred percent every single year, despite the fact that in two in two separate years we went to zero. That's incredible. And uh, again, it's because we just create a new plan and then just go as fast as possible, trying that one out. And the beautiful thing about this series of sprints concept is that the faster you go, the faster you'll fail, and the faster you'll be able to move on to the next try. Correct. Grant, this has been an incredible interview. I know we kind of got stuck on the sprint thing, but there was just so much value in that that I just had to make sure we hammered it. I know the audience took a ton out of it. I wanted to ask you, though, uh, what is the best way for us to support you and to reach out and connect with you if, if we could? Trying to create more content, social media, to share my journey. So we're actually documenting our company's journey to a billion. Like it's one thing to see people when they're super successful. It's another thing to see people as they're building their company. And I, and so we're vlogging like our company's journey to a billion. Um, so you can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash parkbench TV. Um, I'll be doing, you know, more Facebook lives on my channel to kind of do debriefs of here's what I've learned in the past. Here are the best practices I've had as I've built my own company. Um, and here's the stuff I'm going through right now that I can share with people. Um, so my Facebook is facebook.com slash official, And that's kind of my social media handle, official. Damn you, whoever has GrantFS <laughs> without the official. I want it. Um, so just, you know, I, I check us out. You know, follow us, check out the website, check out your local park bench website if we're in your area. And uh, if you have any questions about entrepreneurship, like my mission in life is to help people make money. And I finally started to own that, that it sounds kind of weird 
to help people make money. But to me, I think there's so many things that we all want to start our own little business. And we have this idea for a lifestyle that we can have if we started our own thing that we're passionate about. And it's one thing to say, like, just go for it, like, go crush it, like Gary Vee. I actually want to help people with the how and, like, the blueprint and give people tools and stuff like that to help them do it. So if people have questions, just don't hesitate. Shoot me up. Don't shoot me, but actually hit me up on on social media and I'm happy to help. Love that. Grant, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and your knowledge. Uh, Wish you the best of luck going forward. And with that said, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you have not already, click that subscribe button. That's the best way to get new content delivered directly to your favorite listening device. Thanks again for listening. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.